Hello everyone and welcome to episode one of our podcast series, which also happens to be our first Christmas too. For those of you who listened to the trailer last month, we hope that you enjoyed it. Hello, we're also joined today by Natalie, our speech therapist. To start off with, we have received a few comments about it, the podcast that is, some good and some not so good. We know the trailer had some faults and we're hoping that this has not put you off. And over the course of the next few minutes, we'll try to explain how we do it and what may have gone wrong. It wasn't actually something that went wrong, but more a case of all parties being available to do the recording from three separate locations in one take. So we decided in the end to do each part separately, but it proved to be quite difficult recording from three different locations and three different devices. We hope that we have ironed out some of the wrinkles because our main aim is to provide you with a professional sounding product that we are proud to be associated with and that you look forward to each month. Hello, Natalie. Could I ask you, I know you've heard the last uh, podcast, what your initial thoughts of it were? I think, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I think it's um, a great way to bring um, bring people together, isn't it? That people can sort of listen into each month and feel like they're part of, part of the group. Um, when I listened to it, I actually had it on in the background uh, when I was washing it up. And that's the, that's the great thing about it, isn't it? You can listen um, when you're doing jobs <laughs> and things yeah. like that. But no, I, I absolutely loved it. So very pleased to be part of it this time round. Good, good. I actually said to Alexa the, the other day and tried it, play uh, Telford and Reconson's support group podcast. I know it's a bit of a mouthful, but Alexa knew who it was Brilliant. and played it straight away. I'll have to try that, Daryl. Thank you. But um, as with any new production, it's it's a case of improving as you go. So it would be good if after listening to this episode, you can let us have some more feedback. Don't forget any suggestions for adding the topic that you want to see included are always welcome. We're always pleased to hear from you, be it to congratulate or to criticise quality of our content. This episode will be a Parkinson's Christmas. And also a chat with our group speech therapist, Natalie. Christmas is a wondrous time of the year, full of joy and goodwill. A time when families can get together with other relatives that they have not seen for some time. But spare a thought for a member of the family who is suffering from Parkinson's, because although they may want to be as much a part of the festivities as everyone else, they may need extra time and patience to be able to carry out the activities and tasks that are easy for other people. Some people with Parkinson's can feel awkward if they are given too much attention. Not all of us, including non-Parkinson's people, want to be the centre of attention. And equally, they wouldn't want to be ignored either. I know I wouldn't. Try to listen to what they have to say to prevent a feeling of over or under attentiveness. In the course of a conversation, many Parkinson's sufferers are quietly spoken or not assertive enough. 
in getting themselves heard or understood, which can end in discord or disquiet, and they are all too familiar with being told that. But apart from that, we're pretty normal people. Underneath that unsmiling, unemotional facial facade that everyone sees, there is a normal person attempting to communicate with you and live a normal life. And also spare a thought for those of us who have no one. And the only friendly face they see will either be the milkman or the postman. So if you know someone who will be on their own, just a few words on the phone will bring a little warmth and feeling of not being forgotten. Now this nicely brings us up to our special guest, Natalie. Who is our speech and language specialist for the group. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Mike. Hello, Natalie. Have you here today? Thank you for coming on. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm really pleased to be part of it. Good. How long have you been working with uh, people with Parkinson's disease? Um, I actually qualified as a speech and language therapist back in uh, 2002. So I've been working um, in neurological rehabilitation, scarily, for um, 18 years now. Um, You don't look old enough. (laughs) <laughs> oh thanks Daryl <laughs> but um but straight away once I qualified I I took um a very very special interest in Parkinson's um and became accredited to, to provide uh different types of therapy for Parkinson's in 2006 um and then set up the business speech advance about six or seven years ago so um yeah so I do, I do love my Parkinson's work. Yeah, you do sound it anyway. Can you explain to our listeners, Natalie, what the usual symptoms or changes people may experience with Parkinson's? Yeah, of course I can. Um, there are quite a few changes um, that we find that are quite common. Um, volume is often reduced um, and voices can either be um, soft and quiet all the time or volume can sometimes drop at the end of sentences um, due to changes in breath support used for speech. Um, other changes can include things like a reduction in facial expression, reduction in pitch range can sometimes result in people sounding a little bit monotone. Um, some people experience croaky voices and some can sometimes find that they don't open their mouths as wide as they used to which means that their tongue can't hit the places it should uh, to make those sounds clear which can sort of cause a reduction in articulation of sounds. A mixture of all of these things together can cause someone not to be understood um, as well as they used to be Um, and many people with Parkinson's will describe their voice as mumbly. Uh, What I will say though is even though I've sort of said all of all of those things everyone is different some may experience little changes with their voice, while others will notice more more changes. But we're all very, very different. I know Mike was a particular incident, didn't you, Mike, at work? I did. Which was overhearing a couple of his employees talking. About, about oh, right, me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, speaking as a, as a Parkinson sufferer, <clears throat> the biggest problem that I experienced was that the change in my voice was so gradual that I never realised that I had a problem. And then one day I heard a conversation that obviously I wasn't supposed to overhear. Um, and that was uh, one of, the, of my staff commented to another about the miserable so-and-so I looked and sounded these days. 
instantly the penny dropped that I had started to feel when answering the phone that everything was coming out in a monosyllabic sounding fashion. When I started attending speech therapy, it gave me further insight into what was happening to my voice and how to cope with it. <clears throat> and I've nearly lost it now. <laughs> Sounds like you need a glass of water there. I do. Natalie, what's the most common change you see in people's voices? Um, I think out of all of those um, symptoms that I described, um, I think the most common change in speech with Parkinson's is the drop in volume. Uh, people tend to be uh, much quieter um, and actually don't always realise their voice has changed and that it's so quiet. Um, we often hear, I often hear people blame their family members uh, for being hard of hearing because uh, they don't actually realise themselves that their volume's dropped. Um, in fact, I used to run, um, used to sit in with diagnosis clinics with consultants and we used to hear it probably 99% of the time. Um, I'd ask people, you know, are you quieter than you used to be? And actually the person with Parkinson's would say, no and then a family member whether it be the wife or the husband or whoever would be behind them sort of nodding their head vigorously like yes they have. yes I've, know, I've, they, they are quieter i've experienced that myself yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah we, i think we all have haven't yeah. we daryl yeah <laughs> my wife definitely tells tells uh specialists what it is yeah yeah i've noticed <laughs> that they always seem to have a more of a an opinion than we do ourselves i think they see what's going on more and, and my wife has on many times said, speak up, can't hear you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what you guys think, but I do, I do find that people don't notice that they're quieter. So, you know, in therapy, they, you know, I'll sort of try and up their volume and they'll think that they're actually speaking at a very loud volume when it's not as loud as what they think. So, uh, yeah, so I would say definitely the most common change is, is volume drop, definitely. What, yeah. what therapy options are available to help with people's speech? Um, I mean, traditional speech and language therapy used to focus on all, uh, all of the areas of change that I've mentioned. So uh, they used to do exercise on volume, pitch, facial expressions, breath, breath support, exercises for the muscles, uh, mouth muscles used for speech. Um, but in more recent years, therapy has focused far more on volume alone. Um, there is a treatment called Lee Silverman Voice Therapy, also known as LSVT, which just works on volume, encouraging loud speech. Research has shown that um, focusing on volume indirectly works in all of those other areas that I mentioned too. If you imagine, you know, when we're going to be loud, you know, you're, you, you're going to shout. So your brain tells you to do a number of things. And when you're going to think about being loud, you open your mouth more, you take a deeper breath, your tongue moves much more. We use better breath support for speech. When we're loud, also our dopamine chemicals become much more active. And so things like your pitch range, pitch range facial movements also improve. Um, focusing just on being loud makes therapy more successful as people only need to think about what one thing as well rather than lots of areas so rather than sitting there thinking right I need to take a deep, deep breath I need to push that air up I need to open mouth I need to move my face I need to make sure I'm not monotone you know it's really difficult to think like that isn't it yeah. whereas if you just think I've got to be loud then actually that sort of indirectly helps all those areas anyway um, in my experience, uh, oh. it, it's a lot more fun as well. I mean, I've done both types yes. of th th speech therapy, 
and you know I enjoy the the class you put, do far more than sitting at home, you know, yeah. making funny faces. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, and it does. It gets you giggling. I think actually, when you're giggling and laughing, and we're you know having fun, you actually your dopamine chemicals again are more active, yeah. aren't they? So everything starts to work better. Um, I mean, the Lee Silverman voice therapy, if you do it as true Lee Silverman, it's quite an intensive type of therapy. Um, it's given four times a week for four weeks. So it's like a month's therapy. Um, and that can be quite tricky for some people. Some therapists will offer uh, just loud therapy that follow very similar theory to Lee Silverman uh, and focuses just on being loud. But these therapies won't be quite as intensive. Um, there are also um, a lot of speech therapy um, services within the NHS and privately will offer speech therapy uh, groups um, as well as sort of lo your local Parkinson's groups might offer therapy groups as well, which will probably focus on a similar thing to the loud therapy. Yes, our, our group does, as you're very mm. aware. So, yeah, absolutely. So I take it you'd recommend speech therapy then? Oh, absolutely. I would recommend people um, who have Parkinson's as soon as they notice or other people notice any change in their voice or speech to go and see somebody, um, a speech and language therapist, maybe go to your GP to ask to be referred to a speech and language therapist. If we see people quickly, we are more able to help. Therapy not only works on getting people's voices and speech better, but also works on maintaining speech skills. So if you go early on, the the outcome is far is far better um and we'd hope that if you go early for the therapy that you'd maintain a really good voice for as long as you need it really so, so which therapy do you offer so i offer i do offer lee silverman voice therapy privately and i also offer loud therapy privately on a one-to-one -one with people um i run speech therapy groups within a variety of local parkinson's uk branches we run, uh, as you obviously know, we yeah. run a group with your local uh, Telford branch twice a month, the first and third Friday of every month. Um, so people who are members of your Telford Parkinson's branch are more than welcome to attend this group. The more, the merrier. They certainly are. Other local, yeah, I mean, we, we have a good giggle, don't we? We do. <laughs> Especially um, that Christmas other... one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> good sing song. <laughs> um, other local parkinson's groups or branches will may offer their own speech therapy groups as well so anybody listening who is outside of your telford group i'd advise them to go and check with their local parkinson's branches to see what's on offer what types of activities are available to the group so in in the groups we have uh, warm-up exercises for our voices and mostly throughout the group we concentrate on volume and making sure that we're loud and it's increased we do activities and games, for example, um, describing pictures for others to guess. We do alphabet and memory games. We read poems. Uh, we just chat as well, to be honest. Um, each group, there's a different theme to keep it a bit interesting. So it's not too, try to keep it not too repetitive. Each theme will only be used once a year. Um, as well as the exercise and activities, we speak, we laugh, we have a good giggle. It's a social meeting as well as doing speech therapy it is it's, it's, I, I really enjoy it I do yeah we all and we all get on very well it's really informal isn't it it's really friendly um so yeah it's definitely a social a social meeting but on top of that as a bonus we we do speech therapy and we help people's voices um I should say that we do have a motto in the group which you guys have 
completely familiar with. Um, and our motto is keep loud. Um, I often get people to shout it in the group. Um, and I think now, because I do that, it's permanently ingrained in it people's certainly minds. Is. Um, <laughs> shall we show people and shout it out together? Shall we have a go? We can try. Okay. The counter's so in. Let's, I'll count you in. I'll count you in. Um, so after three, are you ready? Okay. So, one, two, Keep three. Loud. Keep loud. Keep loud. Not a bad attempt. <laughs> that was very I good. Think I think it's always that's that's uh, pretty good. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, of course you can. I'm sure that you, uh, that Michael and Daryl, don't mind me saying that they both attend the groups. But how do you both find the group? Me, Natalie, you describe the sessions admirably when you say it's a social meeting mm -hmm. because you do create the atmosphere of a friendly social occasion, but on the premise of carrying out the more important activities of getting us to speak louder and clearer. After all, part of our problems are to be heard in a social as, work, as well as working situation. You also provide us with useful information and advice on different subjects throughout the year. And it's also really good fun. <laughs> That's, oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, we that. certainly have a lot of fun in the in the sessions. That's true. I think, yeah, making it fun keeps people coming back. Like I said before, I've had the other type of uh, speech therapy. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I didn't go home and practice. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I hope you practice my work. Of course, way. we do. <laughs> I, I try to keep loud, 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 and laugh That's a lot. Good. Loud, exactly. Oh, I like that motto. Yeah, we had, yeah, adopt that one. Anyway, what, what's the best way for people to access the groups, Natalie? Um, I think probably um, is, like I said before, to check your local branches and see what, what they offer. And um, is there a contact person that you would prefer people to, to ring or to message? Well, there will be. Obviously, face-to-face um, -face is still off at the moment due to COVID. Yeah. But um, details can be found for our group on Parkinson's UK website, the Telford and Reakin Parkinson's Support Group, and there'll be uh, a phone number for contact there. <laughs> I know. Remind I'm also more than happy for people to contact myself, um, myself directly and ask, and I can put them in the you know in the direction of, of their local local branches and what and what sort of I offer as well. Um, so people can have a look on my website, which is speechadvance.co.uk, um, and I'm more than happy to point people in the right direction as well. I've never looked at your website. I must go there. Is it very loud? <laughs> I'm not sure it is, actually. The, the, the tones are very muted, yeah. if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a bit boring, nosy. really. <laughs> Only joking. And Natalie, when, when are the groups? So for Telford Parkinson's branch members, there's groups every first and third Friday of every month. Um, at the moment, we're um, meeting over Zoom, which has actually worked far better than ever, any of us imagined. Um, other Parkinson's branches may be running groups as well, but contact your local Parkinson's branches and see what speech therapy groups are available near you and come along, you know, get in contact. As I said before, always the more the merrier. The more the merrier, yeah. certainly is. Thank you very much, Natalie. That's most insightful. and It's my absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you on here.
And yeah, he did. We're coming to the end of this month's podcast and we thank our special guest Natalie for her contribution and to all of you listening Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And hope and happiness to each and every one for the new year. And looking forward to resuming our meetings at some point. We will leave you with a poem in the fashion from our speech therapy. Why do the bells of Christmas ring? Why do little children sing? Once a lovely shining star seen by shepherds from afar gently moved until its light made a manger's cradle bright there a darling baby lay pillowed soft upon the hay and its mother sung and smiled this is christ the holy child therefore bells for christmas ring therefore little children sing merry christmas everybody yeah merry christmas